cold out. But right here, it's pretty cozy. You got a warm wool blanket. You got a hot mug of either hot chocolate or mulled wine. You pick your poison. And you're sitting all nice and toasty. And maybe you have a nice furry animal sitting right in front of the fireplace with you snoozing. Just having a real nice time. And what do you decide to do with that time? Pop on your favorite podcast and listen to some friends. Talk about adventures! While you just watch as the flames crackle and the wind blow against the window and realize this is quite nice. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to SEQ. Wow, I mean, I, I certainly feel relaxed right now. Hey, Sam. Uh, but do you feel welcome? I do feel very welcome. And I hope all of you out there feel welcome as well. Sam, what what happened last time on this here show? Um, We were walking. I was observing the alien squirrels. Yeah. Uh. They're so weird and strange and not abnormal. And I also, listeners, I don't enjoy squirrels. I actually dislike squirrels. Vehemently. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are the most distrustful, rude, <laughs> pesky pest. Mm-hmm. And they are just unpredictable. You don't know which direction this they're going to go. This plays very strongly into the road, plot. All kamikaze, or are they going to run up your leg? I don't know what they're going to do. I think that's a pretty good summary of what happened in the last episode. <laughs> so uh, how, you want to just start off uh, exactly where we left off? Sure. Not is a tall man. He has emerald scales and a permanent fanged smirk. He'd been assigned to tail you, and had Tucker not shown up all those weeks ago, he may never have introduced himself to you. But through circuitous events, you found yourself the warden of this death-dealing spy. Uh, make yourself useful and uh, help me down. As you exit the big top of the circus, you find a liminal space full of circus junk. Above you, the shimmering line in the sky hums lightly, but on the ground there are hoops and tightropes and cages and crates and tin cylinders. And you see not upside down and strapped to a wooden circle that you can see rotating ever so slightly. Uh, there are throwing knives sticking at it. Oh, you're laughing. Uh, what, uh, how, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You recognize this as, uh, one of those things at a, um, at a fair or a circus. Um, where or, they, or, like, one of those game show things where you, like, take it and you, like, spin and it lands on, like, a free turkey. Yeah, I guess, except there's a person on it and there are <laughs> knives sticking out of it as if they have been thrown into this thing. Are there words on the back? Because uh, like you're, if you're throwing the knife, are you trying to like hit like a like a free turkey? Oh boy, no! I mean, it, it's more of you trying to avoid hitting the person strapped to the thing. That's uh, so not what no. I'm thinking. No, you it is. you can't recognize the the. There are words like big bold letters. Um, so it's not a prize this. wheel. It's not a prize wheel. It is a. And that's uh, what unfortunate. Is, it's what is colloquially known as a wheel of death. Uh, one of those things where you throw knives while it's spinning. Okay, and try to avoid I get it now. Okay, you get it. So yeah, uh, Feather just sort of uh, meanders over to the wheel and starts um, pecking at Knot's horns. Uh, and he's just kind of like sitting there, like staring at you, glaring at you. Are you going to help me down? How'd you get in this predicament? <sighs> well, there was a thing, like is this robotic spider thing and uh, just so many metal arms and just if whatever you do if you see it do not answer its questions it's just going to freak out and put you up i don't know in like Does a dunk do riddles i love riddles no it asked me if i had it asked me if i was part of the circus i said oh i was at one point and it picked me up and it threw me on this thing and now i can't get down and if you could please help me down i would 
appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Tucker, though? I haven't seen her anywhere. I have not seen Tucker. I have I have so seen worried one about of the, her. One of the goats is over there. The uh, goats? Yeah, the goats. Uh, you guys had you guys have goats that have oh, been carrying right, right. your stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the goats is over there. I haven't seen Tucker. I've just seen the goats. And now I've seen you. And you can help me down, right? I hope Tucker's not in trouble. <laughs> Roll me a perception check as uh, you're looking around for Tucker. I'm just being annoying. No, no. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, what do I add that to? Uh, your perception. Three. Okay, so you rolled a 10 for perception, so that's not super great. I'm going to just uh, give you a, a basic layout of the space you're in. So, but a 10 is uh-huh. half of 20, so that's 50%. So you should give me 50% of the information. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, 50% is like rolling a dice to see which one you get. So maybe I should like flip a coin or something and see. Okay, and okay. then if I land like heads, I get everything. I got like a 50, 50% chance of mm-hmm. getting it right. That's how that works. So um, should I flip a coin? No. Um, so you are in a space that is fenced off. It's basically a large rectangular fenced in area. Inside of that is a big circular tent, uh, which you have just left. And the space that you have entered now makes up the majority of this rectangular fenced in area. Does it have um, a roof? Huh? Does it have a roof? It does not have a roof, although you see a, a lot of space in, in this area is just like a bunch of things that you recognize as like, uh, you know, crates or, or things that you might see at a fair that would have gone by your, your hometown growing up. A lot of just accoutrement for performances. But then there's also a smaller tent in the center of this little courtyard storage area uh, that looks like it's made of the same sort of tent-like material of the big top that you've just left. Uh, but yeah, much, much smaller. And you do not see Tucker or the spider that Not had mentioned. So I go over and I help Not get off the thing. Okay. Uh, you go over and as you do, as you're, you're helping him down, you hear a thrum, and you look up and you see that, that sort of shimmering line that's going through the center of this clearing that's going down this, this path. It grows, the shimmer grows and then shrinks, and then grows and then shrinks. And Sam's just looking at me, um, and- I'm waiting for you to finish your thought. Do you want me to interrupt you? You, you can't, when I leave a little, a big pause like that, you can interrupt me. But I only like to interrupt you when you're not expecting it because otherwise okay. it's not an interruption. Gotcha. So then all of a sudden you see a pulse rise up from that smaller tent, hit the shimmering line in the sky, which then- Is the shimmering line of the tent coming from where I saw that crystal that was stuck in the back of that guy? No, no, sorry, the smaller tent. The second... The one I haven't been to this yet. The one you haven't been to yet. Um, Let's go there. Well, as as you say that, and that light rises up from the smaller tent, hits the shimmering line in the sky, you feel yourself jerked, and you feel the world around you spin wildly. Not spin, just move. You feel like, like an acceleration. As this is happening, I grab Feather. Just hold, hold oh. the Feather. You grab but, it. but not too tight. In the blind sort of shield. A moment later, you are the world around you stops, and you no longer uh, you you sort of stumble a little bit, but are able to protect Feather. Um, you see, Not kind of gets shaken a little, and I'm gonna roll a quick die. That was a. F- he got a four. That was a four. He got a four. I got a four. That's um, below fifty percent, so you get nothing. <laughs> I get nothing. And you find yourself that you are no longer standing on this solid earth in the middle of this forest. You, looking over the fence, you no longer see those tree, that tree line. And the sky, the, the weather, has suddenly become much more humid than it was previously. The ground below you starts, your feet sink into the mud, and you appear to be in a swamp. What is, Where did the what tents is going go? on? Huh? Where did the tents go? 
The tents are still right exactly where they were. The crates are still uh, exactly where they were. A couple of them are oh, sinking into the mud. Oh, it's a traveling circus. <laughs> what is what is happening? What uh what? Help I let me down. I believe we are a part of a magical traveling I swear circus. To God. Leslie, I. This? Do you understand not? And then Leslie grabs him by the shoulders. She grabs him by the shoulders. She gives him a good shake. <laughs> he is upside down still. So you're like shaking him <laughs> upside like, down. Do you realize the amount of magical power required for this to occur? We have teleported. Leslie is just like so excited. Her hair is like going wild and crazy. <laughs> it's all puffed up because, you know, the humidity. Um... <laughs> And she's so excited. Not looks you in the eye, looks Leslie in the eye. Do you realize that I would please like to be let down? Oh, right, of course. Okay, so you uh, you you know untie the little bounds around his his uh, his wrists and his and Leslie's his just got this like manic energy about her right now. She's just like like literally just uh, crazed. <laughs> But, like, in a good way. Like, she's got that energy where it's, like, you know, when you, you're doing a project that you really like and you just, you found the thing that you need and you're on a roll and you just, you're feeling great. Nice. As you are, you're feeling like this and, and are sort of looking around trying to get... And taking notes. Taking notes. You notice out of the corner of your eye, not trying to very stealthily, but he's still a little shaken, um, stealthily grab one of the throwing knives off of the Wheel of Death and slip it into his pocket. I saw that! Oh, what do you mean? Hand it over. She just sticks her hand out. I don't know. Do not make me cast a spell on you right now. He pauses, and he looks at you, and he looks at the, like, mud and, and like, stuff all around, and the sky and the circus and he reaches into his pocket and he hands you the knife thank you yeah. now go make yourself useful look around for tucker okay um this spider bot uh, went into there so the into the um small tent perfect i wanted to go there anyway let's go as you uh you I walk. put uh, i put feather down now and so feather's probably like excited too nice uh do you lead the way yeah as you do, you hear a from inside of the tent, and the when you're just a couple of feet away, the tent bursts open, and you see Tucker's form pushed back through the mud as a spindly pile of like mechanical arms sitting atop like stone legs that match the stone robot that greeted you to the uh, to the big top. That push is pushing her back out of the tent, and uh, you hear a voice coming from this weird automaton um, saying, "You do not spark joy." <laughs> Did this thing just Marie Kondo her? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess um, it has a bunch. How of, rude! It has a bunch of uh, a bunch of different arms. Its largest arms are like. I guess it loves a mess. <laughs> are matching up against Tucker's arms and, and pushing her back, while a bunch of the smaller arms, um, which have like little hammers or little knives or scissors, are like scratching at her. Not doing a lot of damage, but like really like wildly scratching at her. Oh, Tucker, it's good to see you. Do you need some help? I would like some help. All right, now, come on. I, what do you want me to do? I don't... Help! Make yourself useful for one. Oh, uh, God. Um, he... Oh, you city runs, folk. He runs over back to the Wheel of Death and just, like, grabs another one of the knives that was sticking out of it and uh, throws it at the spider bot. And it ricochets off of, oh, he rolled a, uh, he rolled a, a five. The, one of the smaller arms on the thing grabs it out of the air, and then it tosses it back at him. Uh, and that one sort of cuts against his, uh, against his side, just a, a little graze. I could use my firebolt. You could, yeah. All right, I use my firebolt. So you you have those, uh, tattoos that have, mm -hmm. like, the little wolf things on your, um, arms. Are you wearing your sweater? Yeah. Okay. Um, describe. Maybe, maybe, maybe I take my sweater off. I tie it on my waist because we're in a swamp. Yeah. Hot anyway. <laughs> um, 
and I'm trying to remember what the tattoo looked like, but it it's was like a wolf. Yeah, it was like a wolf on on Leslie's arm, like like her whole arm, like kind of like a like a not as intense as like a tattoo sleeve, but like pretty big. Mm-hmm. And if she wasn't wearing a sweater, there's no way you would miss it. Yeah. Um, and it's like like a wolf in action. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, wait, have the others? Has Tucker or not seen her use the spell yet? Uh, Tucker would have seen you do it. I don't think not has. Okay. So anyway, so then maybe maybe they're like, what? <laughs> uh, and then I use it, and I hopefully save the day. All right. Uh, roll me a quick attack roll. What? Yeah. You can't just let me save the day. Uh, just roll me a quick attack roll. Let's see how it is. Rude. Yeah, so the um, fire strikes into the arms of that are, like, cutting at... Um, I got a 16. Yeah, that are cutting at... <laughs> what? <laughs> you re-rolled that. Um, no, I didn't. The slander! The slander! Yeah. Uh, the fire bursts into some of the arms, uh, breaking a few of them off, and you see this thing whirring um, and still pushing against um, it's it's still pushing against Tucker keeping her busy uh, but then it seemed the hips at the bottom of this robot um, that, because it's just standing on like humanoid legs humanoid rock legs they turn towards you as it seems to refocus itself towards you and you see that little blue crystal sitting on um, at the center of all of the arms what? Why are you looking at me? And it's going to uh, push against um, Tucker. And uh, it rolled pretty high. It is pushing Tucker into the mud. Tucker sinks down uh, to her to her thighs into the mud of the swamp. Um, I'm going to use a spell slot because okay. the firebolt was a camp. Yes. Um, I'm going to use fog cloud and I'm going to create fog but like I want it to be very tight and okay. just around the robot, so I want to like disorient its like mechanics, so it can't really tell what's going on. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Enough so- for Tucker to get away. Yeah. So that's the goal. Uh, you do- not to necessarily cause damage. Yeah. You do that, and um, you can still see the, sort of the the glow of this thing's crystal uh, peeking through the fog, um, and you see. Tucker on sort of the edge of this very densely packed fog cloud, uh, and she's going to try to slip away. Uh, yeah, so she... Okay. Did she get away? Yeah, so she is still kind of pulling herself out of the mud. This thing is still active, but it is not, like, grappling So her. I quickly pull out of my from my pockets the shock and grasp, like, the, the glove. The glove, yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to run up and steal the crystal. Okay. With the glove that I don't fully understand the magic. <laughs> okay, so you are using you are using the shock and grasp cantrip in conjunction with your knowledge of from having checked out. Yes, the from other having robot. seen the script, the crystal before, so I know that it powers the robot. I'm going to say, Jimmy, roll. I am going to need you to roll, but I'm going to give you advantage because you are using both. You are using this this artifact to sort of help you and you are also using your previous knowledge from having checked out the other thing so earlier. So this is legal advantage. This is legal advantage. This isn't you just being silly. I was not doing anything wrong. I'm going to set the DC to uh, 15. That's what you have to beat. Oh. I, I'm that, gonna re- it fell on the carpet in yeah. a weird way that wasn't correct. If it falls on the carpet you don't count that. That's a 3. You add some. You add your arcana to that, but it's. I'm gonna try a different dice. But it's still not good. Let's see what you get. The second one. Fifteen. Fifteen, and you what add. Do I add to it. Uh, you would add your. Um, I'm having this count as arcana, so you probably got really high. If you got over a twenty, I'll say that like you don't even get any. You're able to like navigate through the spidery arms. Plus five. Take that, robot. So you got a twenty, right? Yeah. Uh, describe to me you dealing with this. So there's the fog cloud tightly around this thing that's sort of half caught in the mud that it was trying I to push like, into. Run up to it, you know, like sprinter, <laughs> and like dive, <laughs> dive past the uh, yeah, the just arms. dive through, and just because the crystal is kind of glowy, right? So I can still see mm-hmm. it, and I just have the glove, 
and I reach in and I grasp it and just like use whatever knowledge I have from before about how to pull it out. And then I use the shotgun grasp to kind of like kind of freeze it a little bit while I take it out. Cool. Um, so as you do that uh, and you pull this thing out, you, you can tell that the last one felt like the crystal was like built into a like an actual an actual correct spot this feels like it's been jerry-rigged a little bit right like it's not supposed to be like it's not supposed to be there like um like this power source like maybe it's broken yeah yeah so as you pull this rip this um crystal away the legs immediately stop moving the arms kind of fire for a few moments longer but it doesn't matter because the the heavy stone is just it flops over the heavy stone of the legs flop over fall into the mud and start sinking into the mud of the swamp is everybody okay leslie says as she kind of like looks around and looks at tucker and looks at not looks at feather looks at the goats if they're nearby i am uh, i will be fine don't don't you worry are you all right obviously all right do you guys know what this is? And I'm like holding I up the crystal. Not, I do not know. I do not care. I just want to. Can we just continue on with whatever we were doing before? I wait. Just tie. Um. Yeah. Aside, uh, this from last time. This was like like the sending stone, right? Yes. The magic is what yes. I determined. Okay. So I just want to make sure I remember that correctly. What, but what God, is it? This. Do you remember the sending stones? These little crystals. Yes, of course I know the sending stones. Perhaps more magic in it than the sending stones. That's crazy. And I like see, look at it, and I actually give it to Not. Uh, Not kind of like, you know, he kind of jerks back a little bit, um, like he's a little nervous about this. Uh, but then he reaches forward, takes it, um, and looks at it. He's like, it's it's just a rock. I don't know what you want me to do with this. Would Leslie be able to figure out how to make it do something to kind of prove that it's cool? Roll me an arcana check. You have plus five to arcana. Also, now that I have it, because before I didn't take it out, right? So I was limited in the amount of knowledge I could gain about it. Now that I actually have it in my hand, Mm -hmm. can I learn more? Yeah, uh, potentially, yeah. Seven plus five. Okay, uh, so that would be 12. That's um, over 50%. That is over 50%. So you know over 50% of the possible knowledge about this thing. Wait, let me get the... I can't do percentages in my head. <laughs> this is so unnecessary. Go for it, though. I love it. 60%. Give me 60%. 60% of the knowledge. Yeah, that's how, that's how D&D do. Um, so holding this, uh, you can tell that this is indeed, you know, a, a piece of something very similar to the Sending Stone. What's more, there is a a metal band around the base of the crystal, and looking at that metal band, you recognize that it matches the material and sort of style of the metal bands around the Sending Stone at Mount Rena. Uh, Is you, the metal band have any like language written on it or anything? Any there markings? are there are sigils, there are arcane markings. Do um, I know what they mean? Uh, I, well, I mean, I've obviously seen them before, but do I know what they mean? I think with a twelve, it rings a bell, but it's something that you would need to either do some consult s- some books and yeah, stuff. consult some books exactly, or do some some study, some experimentation. Not something that you know. Could I make it do something? You could try. No, nothing immediately comes to mind. How does the sending stone work again? The sending stone works. Um, there is a operator who will move around bands that are on the metal send- bands, metal bands that are on the sending stone, and then will turn it on in some way. And then you just speak into it, and your message shows. They up use the metal band. How do they use? Do they like just wrap the bands around it in a certain way? Like dialing a number, or have you not thought of this? I have thought of this. Because um, I was about to call you out if you hadn't. No, no, I, I have thought of this. I'm just trying to decide whether I feel like I feel Leslie like Leslie would know how it works. Yeah, I mean, the sending stones are like the most magical object in 
the universe in which she's grown up. So like yeah. she would pay, she would have studied this. So here's what I'll say. It is known that it is not fully understood how they work. Right. I mean, it's and, like, you know, lithium to treat bipolar disorder. Yeah. We don't know shit. Yeah. And also the specific way to, so not only is the root way that it works not fully understood, but it's also known that people specifically hide how to use it in order to like, so what is like the, the basic knowledge that Leslie would have gained about how it works from just like reading the like most obscure books? Like, is I feel like Leslie yeah, would yeah, dig yeah. the most. Okay, but I do I do heed your point that like there's limits. Like, if it's not written down, she wouldn't know it. If it's been yes. written down, she knows it. You are you are a person. You are a librarian in the largest city in this in the known world. Obviously, you would have. Like, so can it be any metal bands or does it have to be specific metal bands? Oh, uh, as far as you know, it has to be specific metal bands. Those metal bands are, uh, the positioning of those metal bands has to be changed to sort of dial in. And even if you're dialing into the same location, because obviously there's only the two sending stones, so you're always dialing into the same thing. So they barely move the, the things. They, they, them. Actually, they actually have to significantly move them every day uh, because it... Is it based off of like how the, like the sun and the moon exactly. and, and orbit and stuff to exactly. make sure... Okay. It's dialing in the right spot. It's not just about like dialing into the right individual object. It's about aiming it... The band within. that's at the bottom of this crystal, can it move? Uh, sure, yeah. How many bands would I need to make it do something? I don't think you would know that. I take the stone back from Knot. Okay. I look at the bands. Mm hmm And I know that there's another crystal in the other tent. Yeah. And I wonder if the two crystals can talk. Okay. And I test it by kind of twisting the band at the bottom. Okay. Just to see what would happen. Uh, when you twist the band at the bottom, there is a piercing sound, like a sort of interference-like sound. Like a walkie-talkie? Like a, like a walkie-talkie? Kind of, but you don't Radio. dial in on any particular audio or anything. It just sounds like a... Like, there is an audible reaction, but it doesn't result in you actually hearing... When I do this, does, like, not Tucker, like, are they Yeah, flinching? not, not, like, <laughs> flinches. Tucker stands, like, solid and is kind of, like, leans in, moves a little bit closer to you. I, like, fiddle with it some more to see if I can, like, catch a signal that makes sense. Are you sure that's safe? Uh, I don't know, but it's pretty cool. And I keep, like, fiddling with it. Should I hold Feather? Oh, sure, hold Feather. Uh, I'm like, feather. hello, hello, anyone, can you read me? Roger, Roger, copy. Uh, so this is not a check, but I am going to ask that you roll something just to see what whether anything happens here. Basically, I'm trying to see if I can, like, get it to operate in the only way in which I know it to operate. Yeah. Obviously, I know that it can do more mm -hmm. than just communicate and act as a radio because I saw it power something, right? Yeah, yeah. So I understand it's, like, more like a magical battery. Yeah. But, like, Leslie is just trying to, like, see because she doesn't know how fully the Sending Stones function. So, yeah. like, part of this is, like, to learn that. Yeah. So what do you want me to roll for? I, I just want you to roll a d20 to see whether anything anything really comes of this. I'm not going to tell you what, what the target is here, but, yeah. I, this is not like a skill check. This is just a... You want me to roll it? No, I'm the one doing it. Okay. This is not a skill check. This is just sort of a random number generator. Shit, Sam rolled a three. Um, you hear... <laughs> you, you hear the tolling of a bell, briefly. I still haven't gone into the little tent yet, have I? You have not gone into the little tent uh, because you were interrupted by um, the spider. So Leslie hears hears the bell. She just gets intrigued, and then she's like, "There's more. I know there's more." And without telling anyone anything, she just runs into the little tent. All right, you burst into this tent, and you see ahead of you quite a scene. First of all, the floor is um, lava. 
no. It's actually the opposite. Like, whereas outside it was like this soft, uh, squishy swamp that you were walking on, as soon as you step in here, you realize that you're walking on a wooden floor. Looking around the space, you see there are shelves. There's a couple of work tables that have various implements uh, on them. There's a, a cot in the back. So this is like the tent where someone sleeps and lives and stuff. That is a fair The ringmaster. Yes, indeed. The ringmaster. Is the ringmaster the robot or is the ringmaster a person or a thing that's alive? Uh, you have the information to make that call. Um, I, I, you do not know anything extra about that right now. So I don't have the information to make that call. No. I, I, I oh boy, sorry. That sounded really shitty for me. Um, you, you don't know. You're just, you're just staring at me dead until I tell you. It's, it's a person that's not the, the robot. Are they in the room? Nope. There's a cot in the room. There's a thing. There's things there's like... table. There's shelves. There's uh oh oh sorry. And in the center of the room, there are sorry. This is obviously you would have seen this. In the very center of the room, there are three additional crystals Were you gonna in make a triangle. Me roll to see if there was extra crystals. No, I was not. They're right in the center of the room. They're so oh obvious. Oh my god. They're in the center of the room, right below a hole in the I top mean, of the tent. I know I'm less observant than you as a person, but like, jeez. <laughs> Leslie's very observant. I know. Yeah, it's not that I'm that I'm more observant than you. It's just that I have an inability to pay attention to what's right in front of me, and so I notice all of the things on the sides. Anyway, she goes straight to the crystals to look at them. As you approach them, uh, you do they have more metal bands on them? They do have metal bands on them. They also have arcs of like of like visible arcane energy going between them. And as you approach them, a arc sort of strips across the the wooden floor and hits towards you, but before you jump back. And I pull out my notebook and I ferociously write notes. All right, you start uh, taking a look at that, and um, I feel like you're going to take as much time as you you can here, right? Mm-hmm. Just taking as many notes as you can. So what do I learn? So I'm not going to like make you roll for this. There's no time limit on here. You see that this triangle, this triangle of these three crystals uh, that all have bands on them, there are additional bands that have been added. Uh, are there some like on the side that are like sitting there? Are they all on the crystals? You get up and look around at some point and um, see some sitting on the one of the work tables. I grab those. Okay. Looking at those that triangle, there is a line of sigils burned into the wood. Uh, I write them down. You write them down. And as you're writing them down, you notice that some of them, um, one of them you, you look at and it's like, I could have sworn I just wrote this down, but I wrote it down wrong. And as you're looking at it and copying it, it's changing. I get very excited. It looks like it is permanently burned into the wood, but as it changes, the formerly burned part becomes not burned and so on. So who's controlling it? It appears to be shifting fairly randomly. And and you feel uh, at at this point, um, every Tucker and... Uh, Tucker has come inside um, with Not just like holding his uh, his collar, um, pushing him in, uh, and Tucker is sort of sitting next to you, and Not's been kind of like tapping his foot viciously on the, the ground, like eh, I'm very uncomfortable in this space. Feather is walking around, pecking at things every once in a while. Uh, Feather, don't eat that. And eventually, you you've <laughs> copied down all these symbols, which have started to flicker more frequently. And as you see them sort of reaching a crescendo of flickering, I realize that we're about to transport. So I teleport. Everybody, hang, hold on to something. We're about to teleport. And the teleportation happens again. You hear a fierce wind outside, and looking up, you see uh, little snow flurries going in through that hole uh, in the. And I turn to Tucker. I'm like, Tucker. You know the exact coordinates of where we are going. She looks at you, and she looks, she, like, picks up her necklace, her wooden necklace, and she's like, no. Let me see that necklace. Uh, She takes it off her head and and hands it to you. Okay, so I want to do something here. 
Yeah. And you're probably going to make me roll for it. Okay. I want Leslie to put together, using math. Okay. I want her okay. to kind of figure out, based off of the beads and the symbols, where we need to go to send us there. Okay. What are you going to, what do I have to do to make that happen? <laughs> Okay, here's what I'm going to say. The reason why I want to do this yes. is I want Leslie, because the way I see Leslie as a wizard is that she likes to figure out the inner workings of magic. Like, why is it that spells happen? Yeah. And I want her to be able to use those years of practice doing that with spells on a much larger scale than she's ever done before. But I'm hoping that some of the same principles apply. Okay. And that she can kind of figure it out with the caveat being she's never done this before. Yeah. And this is new magic technology. So she could be a little off. Yeah. But I want to attempt it and I want her to get as close to accurate as she can with, you know, obviously perfect. I, I aim for perfect. But if it's not, that's okay. But I, I want to get us close. I really like this. What I'm going to say is you have a lot of time to do this, right? You you have um, you have as long as you want to be in here and working with with Tucker and Tucker is going to help you. Tucker cannot read the the symbols. She doesn't know understand like the magic of, of things, but she does know. I'm her also necklace. hoping that Leslie can dig around and find a book or some sort of manual. Cool. How about here's what I'm going to say. We end with the attempt. OK, and we okay. don't know if we're successful or not. Well, do you still want me to roll? I'll, I'll have you roll at the very end. But I won't know. But you'll know. As the day goes by and you are working with uh, with Tucker. What's not doing? Not at first. Because this is in Knott's interest for us to get there quickly. Just saying. Okay, so here's what I'll say. Tucker does not want not to leave the tent. Mm-hmm. What is your thought? I think I don't think he's I don't think we should let him out of our sight while we're doing this. I feel like Leslie is a very trusting person mm -hmm. and obviously she was burned by not mm -hmm. like or burned by Usalda and like the whole situation. But that being said, I think she wants to see in the good in people. So I feel like she would kind of be like, eh, he's fine. Okay. Like he's got the magical chains, like the little bracelets that will, yeah. that you can activate. And, and, if he and she also feels like I'm gonna say, listener, that during our travels together, she's like learned about not as a person and has realized that like before this whole Usalda thing happened, like he had like dreams of being like a poet <laughs> or a writer or something and or something or something like something creative and um he was a circus performer cool so maybe leslie knows that <laughs> and she's had really like long talks with him about like how she could help him and like fix his resume and like she's really <laughs> into it so she kind of like in her mind is thinking that like when we get back he's been very dismissive of this but he has listened to you well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Leslie's used to people like yeah. just listening quietly and hoping she'll stop talking. <laughs> like she's very used to that, but she'll like keep talking anyway. Um, so she's kind of like has a very different perspective on not. Okay. Uh, so yeah, not um, it goes out and he's just sort of like getting the uh, getting the goats together and making sure that they're like calm and chill. Yeah, we can't leave the goats. Every every like hour or so, um, th another teleportation happens and he is just like, it's so upset. He's so upset and, and is like also trying to keep the goats from freaking out. So he's just like, I feel like the goats are probably chill. And they, probably not. <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. He like, they, like every once in a while he just pops his head and he's like, the goats are totally freaking out out here. Are, are you guys about ready to like leave? I would really like it. Maybe Tucker like sees straight through him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually, do you do you do anything else in the tent? Do you look at anything else? So the first thing that Leslie would have done would be to see if she could find some books or some manuals to explain the symbols because she knows, like she recognizes as we discussed before, but yeah. she needs reference materials to to like fully know like what she's looking at. It's like, 
you know, just making sure she understands, like, what the, like, if you were going to use Greek symbols, just, like, making sure that the symbol you're seeing is really the symbol for pi versus the symbol for omega, just, like, reminding yourself of that. Because yeah. um, maybe she's not used to working with this type of arcane symbol. Or at least she's only used to working with it within the context of a reference book. So let's say she hopefully finds one, because I would yes. hope there would be one in the There's room. There's definitely, we've established that you're here for the rest of the day, at least, before you're going to make this attempt. Okay. So maybe in the so, first hour she finds the reference yeah, book. Yeah, you, you find... Uh, you or find, a book, a manual, I don't know. You find a um, spell book on the... Uh, awesome. Love it. It's it's not like a full on. It doesn't have everything, and it's spell books are often, although Leslie and uh, a lot of Arithmancers like Professor Tucker tend to treat magic as a very concrete thing that has very strict rules that you can replicate. A lot of people treat it much more uh, uh, like a cookbook. Yeah. yeah, like a cookbook where you know it, you kind of pinch a pinch of salt. So so. Dab of butter. Very precise. So looking at these symbols and everything, it's not all in, it's all not all written it, in a way that you can But it's enough like, to jog her memory. Exactly. It's not all written in a way that you can 100% understand exactly what's going on. Also, Leslie is so in her element. Yes. Yes. Um, you, But it's giving you an idea of uh, pointing you in a direction for this. Uh, you also find uh, a journal for this person. Um, you find more of those those metal bands, things to work with, little implements to little uh, metalworking tools to make little adjustments and that sort of thing. Yeah. Is there anything in particular like that you, Sam, would be interested in learning that is not necessarily something? I mean, anything to explain this kind of magic and like how come the other side of the wall like has has so much of it and why we don't on our side. Like, I feel like she would be really interested to know, you know, because, like, I think Leslie's obviously thought about the wall, but, like, really, honestly, not that much. Like, she's been very focused on, like, what's in the here and now and just seeing that there is so much life on the other side of the wall. Because I feel like Leslie, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I feel like that's what I, Sam, would have thought if I lived in this world. I feel like the teachings of everybody has probably said that there's nothing on the other yeah. side of the wall. It's just desert, nothingness. There's a reason that that wall climber was a derogatory term. Right, yeah. right. So I think like Leslie just this whole, but the thing is she's been traveling for a while now, so she knows that that's not true at this point. She yeah. knows that there is life on the other side. And then I think the fact that she's been faced with this insane amount of like magical technology, mm -hmm. you know, that really shines a light that like actually know her community yeah. that they're just lacking. So I think part of this is like, you know, is there some sort of magic that was lost and then just generally more interest in the wall than she's probably ever had before. Okay. Like there's just more to it. I think that she's, so yeah, I think honestly she doesn't know what she's looking for, Yeah. but she's looking for something to explain why her whole life has like kind of been a lie. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Deep looking, stuff. looking Deep through stuff. the, Looking through the spell book, like you find some vague information that that you think will help you with your spell, mm -hmm. um, with pointing this teleportation, but uh, not really anything that's as deep as you want. And as far as the history of the wall, like looking yeah. through this person's journal, you're not really um, gonna find that. You're not finding that. It's it's all stuff that's just talking about like, oh, here's this performer that like tried to do something and it was such a disappointment. Here's this other performer that was such a disappointment. But I think why was I asked to do this? Even like that is like something. Why, right? why can I have had something as simple as what Crayon had or what Silas had? You know, it's just like why did I have such a difficult. Oh, task. I see you, Ty. Yeah. <laughs> what? I see what you just did there. You thought you would slip in that name, and I wouldn't notice. <laughs> Leslie didn't notice. Well, obviously she wouldn't notice, but no. I, Sam, notice. Yeah. So shout out to Silas, but we just had a name <laughs> drop here. We had two name drops. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I'm more interested in the Silas one. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Listener, uh, there are some episodes for you to go back and listen to if you haven't already. Uh, mm -hmm. Silas's arc, highly recommend. Uh, and then the crane, that's like Father Crane, right? Father Crane, yeah. He is a priest now, so it's interesting that he had that background in uh, circus performing. Interesting. 
Wait, is he not a priest? Did I get that wrong? No, you got that part right. <laughs> was he not a circus performer? No. Then why was he in the journal? The guy was complaining, uh, the ringmaster was complaining that he had a much easier task than the ringmaster. That Father Crayon had a much easier task. What does that mean? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Hi! <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> all right. Back to the main character here, which is Leslie. And do you want to uh, do this this teleportation attempt? Yes. All right. So you've got these three crystals that are in the center of this room. So how how do you go about setting this up? Um, I have my mage hand at work, kind of like helping me. So it's like I got an extra hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like getting everything into dictating to 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 um uh to um Tucker, Tucker because. I'm worried that if things aren't put into position at the right time, at the exact same time, that we could have an issue. So I want to make sure that everything happens at once. Do all the triangles need to have, like, the band slipped on at the same time? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Leslie thinks. Okay. okay. I don't know if that needs to be the case, but Leslie's kind of like, I don't know, you know. It's like when you're trying to get your computer, you got to log in, so you press control, delete at the same time. Yeah. Like, let's just do it all at once. I don't know if I trust... Tucker! You got this. I believe in you. I think that I can do this. Yeah. I don't know if I trust him. Oh, he's to fine. To be involved with this. He's fine. He's fine. Do we need an extra hand? Not. We need an extra hand. What? What? Give me, that? give me your hand. I don't. I don't. Give me your, why? Why Leslie am I doing? Comes and grabs his hand and what just drags doing? him over. You're Try. helping. Oh no. Okay. Uh, what am I doing? Here and I give him a like a ring, just, and I tell him where. Is this he needs a bracelet? To put it. What am I doing? We're uh, put. We're gonna put on the rock. Okay. On the rock. The rock that's throwing up arcane arcs of magic. Yeah, just dodge. I just did a, a Russian. Oh, little. Oh, fuck. Get your accent together, Tom. <laughs> uh, all right, fine, fine. Tucker and not uh, get into position. Tucker just looks at you and nods. Not looks at both of you like you're crazy which is so now what do i do so anyway so leslie gives him the instructions so mm-hmm. like to put it in place um i guess she has to change the letters first right to to change the symbols on the, the yeah. ground you i think at this point or the letters change if the things are in the right place the the letters seem to have been changing on their own on their own so when you you've noticed that when you do adjust the band the letters on the ground shift rapidly but are also still kind of like changing on their own so you're having to constantly adjust the like the dials the dials basically so that's why so the the band also has letters on them too yes so i I basically tell not exactly like which position to have the band where to put it on the Mm -hmm. thing so that's why leslie wants to do it all at once yes to make sure all the letters on the circle dramatically change at the same time okay she thinks that she's dialed into the right ish from talking to Tucker and dealing with the beads and like remembering where they were before. All right. So we're going to roll for this. Okay. This is going to be an arcane arcana check. We're going to roll. Do I have advantage? I would say considering you're having three people help. Well, you're having Tucker help you and you also have been doing this so long and you, you took the time. Yes. You have plus five as well. What was that first roll? It was a three. Say that into the mic. It was a three. All right. It was a nine. A nine plus? Five. As the next jump approaches you hear that that hum in the air increasing in in speed the pulse going faster and faster and at the last moment you tell tucker and not to jump forward and place the bands onto the crystals and there is an explosion of energy as a light shoots into the sky through the hole in the tent 
and you feel that familiar jerk as the, everything around you and yourself gets pulled through space. And then you stumble a bit, all three of you stumble a bit, and you look and the crystals in front of you have shattered. Shit. And you hear something outside. And as you step out of the tent and then step through the fence, I want you to describe to me what you see. Yeah. I, Sam is pointing to herself. Yes. Yes. You rolled low enough that you do not have a way back. You rolled high enough that you get to tell me what Tucker's home looks like. <gasps> Yay! We landed in a football field. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. At Tucker's high school. <laughs> do you want- You're welcome. Do you want time to think about this? We could also have this happen. No. Is it actually actually We landed in this world's version of a football field. It doesn't have to be like a football field, but like like a sports field. If you were to see the God King's abandoned citadel. All you would see is roiling black clouds and the occasional burst of lightning. But sprawling out and away from the citadel, you would see neighborhoods crisscrossed by canals, drawing water away from it and out to the fields beyond. On one of those fields, you would see children running, kicking, shouting, uh, playing a game. Shaded by a squat chestnut oak, next to that very same field, you would see two women talking to one another, one scratching the back of a field cat and the other with a tight smile on her face. Then you'd hear a hum, a burst of energy somewhere off in the distance. And both of the women stop what they're doing and they look out to the old supply route. And then a second thrum of energy and all the children out on the field have stopped playing their game, all eyes turning as a third thrum, a burst of energy and suddenly rich colors that where there was nothing before, there's red and white and brown and pink, indigo, burgundy, sapphire, violet. And a gate swings open and three figures step out. A woman, an auger perhaps, stands in the center uh, with a big smile and a frazzled chicken in her arms, a thin, tall dragonborn with emerald scales, and a towering figure with a well-worn sword and a surprisingly familiar face. The two women under the chestnut, their eyes lock onto Tucker, and if you were there, you would see that tight smile come back to their face. Yeah, we've got to end it now. Uh, how do you want to end this, Sam? So we're back in front of the cozy fireplace. Oh, we're back in front of this we've cozy fireplace. We've got a wool blanket that's making mm. you feel a little sweaty right now. It's a little too much. And the mold wine's getting to you. Oh, boy. And you realize now's the time to play some Scrabble. So you turn off your podcast. Turn it you off. grab your furry friend. Turn it off you after. pull out the Scrabble board. You make sure you pull your podcast, your your podcast player back out. Make a my explanation was better. Make than a, a quick Still point. To him. Make a you make a quick point to uh, like and subscribe. Um, that's a more of a YouTube thing, but you get the idea. Review. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Five stars. Five Forty stars. stars. Forty Four, million stars. So many stars. An, an inconceivable amount of stars. And Hopefully you don't have squirrels in your roof, so it's gonna be a good night. It's gonna be a great night. Oh, you can right, just I'm hear those. Now. You can just hear those squirrels. 
And you know what those squirrels are doing? They're pitter-pattering on out of here. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. This is just gonna all just be bloop stuff. All right. Should we do like an opening or a welcome? Do you want to do an opening or a welcome? I want to do a welcome. All right. What do you want to do? You want to lead in? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what type of welcome do you want to do? What makes people feel most welcome? Sitting by the fire. What if you opened it uh-huh. with that fire effects, like the like crackling fire? Okay. We're gonna fade in. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to be like... Because when would this air anyway? Would it be like cozy times? Probably. I mean, ideally, it'll be airing in December. Okay, yeah. So okay. let's open with a fire. It's crackling. And can we don't you... have to reference Christmas. We can just... Right. But can you... So it opens with a crackling fire. Mm-hmm. But then can you sit and talk about, you know, having a hot chocolate and sitting by the fire and whatever? Just describe okay. that scene. Cool. Describe the scene for us, Ty. Am I describing the scene as if I'm in the scene or am I describing, am I setting a scene? The, the theme music will be playing like in the background, like as if it's on like a record player. Okay. So do, do it however you okay. want. Mm, welcome, travelers. Wait, no, that's okay. Okay, cat. Okay. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Tell, tell. Just, just put them on the ground. Okay. Tell, tell uh, people what, what just Um, Jelly Bean started. Trying to eat the microphone wires. Yeah, rude, rude, rude cat. All right. Oh, but make it mold wind. Okay. No, no, just oh set the seat. Just set the seat. All right, he's trying to get out. Oh, hello. Why don't you pull up a chair? Have a nice glass of mold wine with us. Yeah, Sam and I are just sitting down, getting ready to record the 100th episode of Side Character Quest. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah? That's your idea of setting the scene? <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if this is a bit or if he's back. He's back. Our cat's back. All right, I'm cutting out the part where you say he's back if you want to like interrupt me again. I don't like that scene set. Okay. Okay. What how do you want me to set How do you want me to set the scene? And they are just unpredictable. You don't know which direction this they're going to go. Are they going to go into the road, all kamikaze, or are they going to run up your leg? I don't know what they're going to do. What I do know is that they really enjoyed living in the roof above my, you know, apartment that I had a few years ago, just hanging out, just scratching around above my head. Oh, and then also above the roof in the bathroom, because that's exactly where you want to hear squirrels when you're trying to take a poop in the morning and you just hear scritchy, 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 scritchy. Horrible. I hate squirrels. I think that in the edit, I'm going to like slowly drop the audio as you're just doing your anti-squirrel rant and then fade into uh, this scene. You just have a crystal in your dice bag. (laughs) Which one was it again? It's a D20. (laughs) It's a 20-sided dice. Yeah, it's the one that has the smallest shapes. Okay. You going to roll that? What's fenced in what? Sorry, I zoned out. Yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, random numbers. Sam's pulled out her phone. Oh, wait, you, I have it on airplane mode. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want me, I'll just... No, I'm rolling. <laughs> Give me the dice. Oh, this dice? Wait, where was the dice that I was holding? No, I found it. <laughs> uh, you, you guys spend... Also, um, can you have like really intense music? playing during this part i want like tension i want like the crown level tension as we figure this out and as we attempt okay there's a ball 
They're kicking and out past oh, so them. It's, it's it's the other football. Sure. And out past them. Sucker. I'll I'll have you roll at the very end. But I won't know. But you'll know. I'll know. You'll the know. listener won't know. Yeah, but um, ooh, ooh. dramatic um, irony. But actually, no, this is not dramatic irony because then the listener would have to know, and then I wouldn't have to know, and then that would be dramatic irony. Unless you want to edit it such that the listener does know, but then I don't know. I've done that before. Don't do that to me. I won't. Maybe I will. Who knows? Um, don't do that to me. <laughs> all right. So, what does that mean? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Hi. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. That's rude to the listener. Well, they're not going to know that I said that. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. Oh, fuck. Get your accent together, Tom. <laughs> uh, je m'appelle Ty. Um, je, je, uh, oh my God, uh, Ty. Sorry, I'm, I've got to fall into the thing. All right, oh fine. Fine. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> All right. Um, so, well, oh, he can't stay God. in character. Tucker and not uh, get into position. Do you want me to describe this in, in a way that will... What, are you in like a, a like a city? Is that what's going on? Like a, More like a suburb. A suburb? Okay. All right, we're done. Yay! Yay!